Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard, the podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Sean Tyler Foley is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Power to Speak Naked. He helps folks to confidently take the stage and tell their story. The part of Boost we'll address in our conversation is obtain more leads. Let's listen in. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Boost podcast. Oh, Kelly, it's my pleasure and joy to be here. Excellent, excellent. So for those who are listening in and have never heard of who you are, my friend, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, what can I say? You know, speaker, author, former child actor, father, husband. I'm a man of uh, many hats and no skills. Oh my gosh, that's a lot there. I've never heard of that. You know, of course, we've all heard of jack of all trades, master of none. But hey, I want to know more about what you mean on that. Well, so I mean, there's so many different aspects of I think anybody's life, yours, mine's, your listeners, we all wear all of these hats all the time. And for me, I never know who I am minute to minute, day to day. It, It doesn't help that I run a couple of different businesses. So I have a safety consulting firm, I have a speaker training firm, I just me in general, you know, I've been self-employed since I was six years old. I started in film and theater when I was six. And and when you do that, you're self-employed. So I've been I've been doing my own gig for a very, very, very long time. And half the time, I don't know who I am and what hat I'm wearing that day. You know, like even right now, we had to I had to go be dad. I had to go pick up uh, my daughter from preschool. And then, you know, now I'm back on to the podcast host our podcast guest uh, hat. See, I don't even know which one I am anymore. Right. You, do you follow where I'm going with this? I'm picking up what you're putting down, Tyler. I am. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So now tell me more because I'm intrigued. I know you're the, you mentioned that you're an author and mm-hmm. the name of your book, The Power to Speak Naked. Ooh, that's yes. intriguing. Tell us a little bit about that. So The Power to Speak Naked came about because... I often get asked how it is that I do what I do, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you've noticed, but I tend to be a fairly charismatic speaker. Yes, you are. And a lot of people will come and they will say, wow, that was really good. Or "How how do you do that? And usually what they mean by how do you do that is how do you keep people engaged? And how do you get up on stage without being terrified about it? And I found that I was giving the same advice over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And one of my mentors said, you know, you should really teach that. Like Mm -hmm. that's a skill that people need, particularly small businesses, uh, particularly female driven entrepreneurial endeavors. um, They need a voice and you can help them learn to do that. And I said, well, sure. What, what does that look like? And so I started doing these, these training programs and these seminars and these workshops. And eventually I was saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, you know what you really need? You need a book. I was like, I am too busy to write a book. Do you know what I do? Have you seen the hats that I wear? <laughs> I have a large and extensive collection of name tags and hairnets, man. Nothing that I would call a career, but I do a lot in my day. Uh-huh. So they said, well, you don't have to write it. You've already got all of this material recorded. Why don't you just transcribe all of your courses and put it into the book? Mm. And I went, well, that's an idea. <laughs> and 
And that's how the book came about. It was kind of a, you know, it's not a big manifesto. It's not somebody's big call to stage. It's kind of more of a whisper to the people who are sitting in the corners and afraid to speak up and giving them a little bit of courage and, and, and advice and, uh, you know, the power to step into their own and be able to really embrace their story and speak their raw naked truth, which I think honestly has the ability to heal the world. Wow, that's great. That's great. Now, you mentioned something very subtly about stage fright. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, what is stage fright? And then where does it come from? Oh, that's a great question. The, so first of all, most people are going to use the term stage fright and fear of public speaking almost yes. interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Stage fright's a real thing. Fear of public speaking is not. And I, I can already hear the gears going and every <laughs> audience member who's listening right now going, no, no, I'm actually part of the 77% who are deathly afraid of speaking in public. And I will go, no, you're not. I'll ask you, I would ask everyone in your audience right now, just think, when was the last time you were at a restaurant? And I'll acknowledge that for some people that may have been over a year ago. Uh When was the last time you were in a restaurant? Were you able to order food at that very public establishment? Because if you were, you are not afraid to speak in public. (laughs) But what most people are, are afraid of judgment. We are afraid of public judgment. So really... When we say that we're afraid of public speaking, um, we're misdiagnosing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's the same as uh, misdiagnosing um, a heart attack for heartburn, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be reaching for Pepto-Bismol when you actually need a defibrillator or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Damage will happen. So when we say that we're afraid of this public speaking, we're actually limiting ourselves for a diagnosis that doesn't exist. And what we're really afraid of is public judgment. So what I do is break down where does that judgment come from how much of that is a story within our head and then once that belief is shattered which is usually like can you order food in public then you can speak in public and we we move from there wow yeah okay i get it touche on the ordering food you were in public okay yeah you got me there tyler but i'm still afraid so what do i do so so yeah so i would say um the other thing that you hear from people a lot is is either I'm afraid of it or I've just got nothing to say. Like, who wants to hear from me? Like, I don't really consider what I'm doing rocket science. So why does anybody want to hear from me? I'm just living my life, living the dream. I'm I'm just me and my story doesn't matter. Right. And let me tell you, as a recovering my story doesn't matterist, I know exactly what people are talking about. And it wasn't until I really started presenting on stage full time as like, this is now my job. This is what I do. That I started to really analyze what my stories were. So I'm lucky. I've gotten to work with the great Les Brown a few times. I've been on stage. I've shared stages with Les. And he he says it better than anyone else. So I got to give him the credit where credit is due. He says that you never tell a story without a point and you never make a point without a story. And everybody has stories in their life. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, even if you were to tell me what you did yesterday, it's still a story. Mm-hmm. It may not be the most exciting novel to read, but it's still a story. And we as human beings communicate through story. So your story may not be unique and based on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But the events that led to it are unique to you. And if you can tell me your story and let me see what your point of view is, now I can understand where you're coming from and I can start to see the world through your eyes. And that's when we have real powerful communication. So for anybody who says, I don't have a story, mm-hmm. I say, you're just not looking hard enough. And in fact, we use a technique in the workshops where I 
challenge people to break down their life into five time periods. So you take your age, divide by five, and that is the amount of time periods that you uh, you have, right? So for me, if I take my age, I'm coming up 42. <clears throat> and if I divide it by five, I get eight. And anybody who remembers grade three math, you have the remainder, yeah. right? Because it doesn't divide evenly nice. So you got the remainder. Well, I've got a remainder of two years. So you take the remainder and you just tack it onto the beginning years because you probably don't remember year one and two of your life anyway. Mm-hmm. So for me, my first time period or epoch is from zero to 10. And so I look and I say, well, what was the most significant thing that happened to me from zero to 10? Well, the most significant thing that happened to me was my father passed away. Hmm. And subsequently, I was put on stage as a bit of an emotional uh, outlet, a place for me to play. And because I didn't really outwardly grieve my father's passing for almost six years. Mm. So in that first time period, those were the significant events. They were interrelated, but two separate things. Mm -hmm. Now from that, I can spin a thousand different stories, but those are the events. So what are the stories around those events? Then you fast forward, the next time period uh, would be 11 to 18. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had two very significant uh, events happen in that time period. The one was when I was 12 years old, I received an award for being the top student at school. And it was the first time that I actually um, recall being upset over my father's passing because I realized the finality of it. It was a joyous moment because look, I'm the top student of this school, but my father wasn't there to share in it and never would be. And it was the first time I openly grieved my father's passing because I, I remember walking up and seeing this empty chair beside my mother and thinking, my father won't see this. He won't see my graduation from high school. He won't see my graduation from university. He will never see me grow as an adult. He won't see my achievements. He won't see the birth of his grandchildren. All of these things went through my head oddly at 12 years old and in a blink of an eye too. It takes me longer to explain it than it did for it to flash through my head. And then I was just the waterworks. Mm -hmm. And then at 17, I had a stroke which paralyzed the left side of my body. And it took over a year for a really intensive physical therapy and a lot of doctors before I was able to get movement back to my body. And now, and, and see, when I say it now, it sounds exciting, right? Like those are all events and you're like, oh, wow, Tyler's lived a life. But here's the thing. If I, if you were to ask me, Prior to doing that analysis, Mm -hmm. do you have a story? I'd be like, no, man, my life is boring. Do you know what I do? (laughs) I sit at home and I play, you know, the most exciting thing that I've got on the go today is when I go up and make Kenzie dinner. And that's my five-year-old daughter, Uh right? Like that to me is my life because I'm seeing it from, from a very narrow viewpoint, my viewpoint. But when I take the 360 degree view, And Mm -hmm. I get up in the air and look Mm -hmm. down from 200,000 feet. All of a sudden, there's all of these things that have happened in my life. And everybody can do that. So I challenge them, take your life, break it into five time periods and just see, ask yourself, what was the most significant thing that happened in this time period? And you'd be surprised at the stories that don't matter that come (laughs) pouring out. Wow. That's just a very, um, a very good exercise to do, even if you aren't in pursuit of like, of like public speak or, you know, it's just a great exercise, a reflection exercise of absolutely one's life. Wow. So, okay. So you go through this exercise, you pull out your stories. How do you find, like, how do you find, okay, who's my audience for these great stories? That's an Excellent question. Oh, Kelly, you're full of the good ones today. Okay. So what you want to do is 
once you have these stories, right? Like, who do I tell? Who cares? Right. Who cares about the right. story? Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. I'm just me. I'm just living my life. And that was my story. And it was boring. It's usually this where we start with, with the, and it's all just mental game. It's just stories that we're telling ourselves in our head. It's one more story that we can mm-hmm. tell. So if you want to look for who your ideal audience is, who your avatar is, who needs to hear this message, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Who were you five years ago? Or who were you 10 years ago? Where were you at? What were you struggling with? What were the things that were helping you? Where was the support that you were getting? All of these things uh, culminate into who you were a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you tell you? What stories do you need to impart to get you five years ago to where you are today? What lessons needed to be learned? What support did you need to find? What, what tips and tricks did you learn along the way that will make your life easier for that person five years ago? And then you just start speaking to you five or 10 years ago. Hey, I know what you're going through. I went through it. I know what physio is like. I know what it's like to have your entire career mapped out in front of you at 17 and then have the rug ripped out from you because your face doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you about struggle. I get it. This is what I did to get better. And the more you tell that story, the more people will go, hey, Kelly's got this great story. Let's, you got to listen to what Kelly has to say because she's got, she just knows. And you're going to, you're speaking to you. It's so easy to speak to you because you know you. You know the thoughts that were going through your head. You know what support you needed. You know the things that you needed to hear that nobody told you except for yourself. And that's how you find your audience. That's the, it's the fastest way to do it. And I know there's going to be some people in the audience. I know, I know the the (laughs) objection already. Yeah, but Tyler, I just told you my life is boring. I haven't had this big death in my family. I haven't had this big medical issue. I wasn't a movie star for 20 years, (laughs) child actor boy. My life is boring. So how do I speak to myself when I haven't even learned anything? And to that, I'll say, fine. If you really feel that way, and I don't feel it's true, but I will give it to you. If you feel that that is the way that it is, Mm -hmm. who comes to you for advice? And what advice do you give? Because there's, I guarantee you, no matter who you are, your grandpa on the porch, sitting back on your rocking chair, there's a little kid who comes to you and says, grandpa, how do I fish? Or how do I whittle the really cool things like you do? There is something that you do that people come to you and ask, how do you do that thing? For me, it was public speaking, Mm -hmm. right? People just come How do you do it? And I would say, I don't know. This is the kind of the stuff that I do. And I started giving advice. People come to you for advice. So what is the advice? And who are those people? What do they look like? What do they sound like? How old are they? What do they do? For me, I give the same advice to the same people over and over again. And mm-hmm. those people are typically female entrepreneurs or charity directors, 35 to 55, with a very socially conscious mission or business who have a hard time getting their message out because they don't believe that they have a message. And I'm all the people that you help. And so that those are the people who came to me the most often for my advice. So I have two very distinct avatars. I have me five years ago Mm -hmm. and I have, and we call him Dave, by the way, he's got a name. We know Dave. (laughs) Dave's fun to work with. The problem is Dave's got a little bit of an ego. So he's a bit of a challenge. I don't work with Dave often. Uh-huh. When I find the right Dave, work with Dave. And then I've got Mary. Mary is a delight. Uh-huh. And when we get Mary fired up, Mary changes the world. And I really, really, really like working with Mary when I, when I can find her. Now, how long did it take for you to come up with, because it sounds very easy and it makes 
complete sense, complete sense. Um, and it, it, so, but how, how long did it take you to come up with the, the methodology, like the breaking up your life and the discovering who your avatar, your client avatar, how did you, how did you do that? I struggled with that for probably 15 years until mm -hmm. I figured out the secret sauce. And then I was ticked off because it is <laughs> easy. Like, I wasted so much time. <laughs> I wasted. No, but here's the thing. What advice do I need to give myself five years yeah. before? And it was brilliant. As soon as I realized it, I was like, what, what, what do I wish I could have told myself five years ago? Oh, well, this is, the, oh, oh, that's the thing. And then all of a sudden I had this beautiful method and I'm like, well, at least I figured it out. Right, right. And, and now you, you can share it with the world or share it with Dave. <laughs> yeah, because it, it does. It seems right on paper. It seems so simplistic. Yeah. And it is. It is not hard. And so many times we got locked. You get locked into this mentality that if it's easy, it's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, it's, that's a very valid observation. Mm -hmm. But I am somebody who believes in the path of least resistance. Mm. Like, you know, if, if from I, I, many hats that I wear, I used to, for a very brief period of time, be an apprentice electrician, and I am not really built for labor. For those who will never see what I look like, because this is a, a podcast and an audio medium, I am five foot seven and 135 pounds, folks. I do not labor well, but I know that the path of least resistance is what anything's going to take, whether that's an electrical current or whether that's water, and that is a physical property. That is how life and the universe is set up and designed. So we don't need to do these big laborious challenges. Sometimes we need it to grow in strength. I will give it that, right? We need resistance to grow. Yeah. But we don't need resistance all the time to, to find the path, right? The path usually is least resistance. We may need to push obstacles out of the way of the path, mm -hmm. but it doesn't all have to be laborious and difficult. So trust me, this method works. I know because I've got hundreds, if not thousands of clients who have used this successfully day in, day out. And when you use it, it's just like, it's like the light bulb goes off. It's just mm -hmm. the magical switch. It doesn't take very long to find who you need to be talking to. Usually what happens is people are like, well, I want to talk to more people. I'm like, well, just you talk to you first and we'll see who the more people that uh, come into your sphere uh, are. And that's usually where people go awry is that they want, they, I want to talk to everybody. My message is for everybody. No, it's not. Stop. Yeah, Stop. Yeah. Get niche. Talk to you. Yeah. There's a lot of you in the world. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Seven billion people on this planet. There are at least a few that have gone through what you're going through and will share and learn from your experience. So yeah. you know, the other thing that strikes me that I appreciate about the way that you look at your life in these stages is that it doesn't presuppose that you have to be this wise old person in order, because I could be 12 years old and do, okay, let me divide it and add, you know, add the remainder and then, oh, okay, I can be a public speaker and I'm only, you know, I'm a teenager. And so yeah. I love and appreciate that approach. Well, and it's true. Like my daughter has done, she's five years old. So it's real easy math. <laughs> what happened? One, two, three, four, and five. And I love the 12-year-olds because there are some incredible 12-year-olds in the world. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to focus on every time period. I mean, you look at somebody like uh, Malala Yousaf. Mm -hmm. Like, she only needs to tell one yes. story. Yes. yes. It's good. Yes. Right? But you look at some of these other kids. Like, I... I even watching Mackenzie in her kindergarten class, like the, there's a brilliant future ahead of us with, with the way that 
kids just know these days, like they're smart yeah, and creative. And, yeah. and if you can encourage them to that, I mean, it's why I dedicated my book to my daughter. It says right in it that I want her to have, and I quote, may you always have the courage to speak up for what you believe in and the confidence that your voice will be heard. And I think if we can empower the next generation to know that their stories matter, that's when we start to change the world. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in continuous improvement. So how do you get better? Like what, what can be done to get better as a speaker, to be more engaging, to just captivate audiences? practice, practice, practice. The next time you are, your boss is going, well, who's going to present at the next sales meeting or, you know, who can, who can do the next presentation for the the shareholders who are coming through or whatever the thing is, Mm -hmm. people are always asking. And if they really want, if you want to actually go out and seek, you don't want to just passively wait for the opportunities to come your way and they can. But if you want to actually get active participation into this, Google, is your biggest friend. Call for presentations, call for speakers, um, call for talks. All of those are phrases that you can type into the Google engine, mm-hmm. spit out the thing that you want to talk on, you know, and it could be They're like whittling sticks. I know that there was literally a person that I coached through a speaking presentation once who wanted to uh, give presentations on building kites, literally about building kites. And I thought, okay, go for it. Google that. See how many come up. A thousand hits. Do it yourself right now. Wow. There's wow. kite conferences. There are people who are, uh, you know, aero engineers and they want, they wanted the best flying kite. Like there's a whole society of people who do that. Another wow. friend of mine that I work with, uh, he did a thing on octopuses. There's an entire community <laughs> of octopi lovers out there. So trust me when I tell you that the call for presentation insert specialty here, you would be amazed at what you come up with. So if you want to actively seek them out, do that. But if you just want to passively do it, look for the opportunities to, you know what? You want to get better at public speaking? Go read to the elderly. What a wonderful way to volunteer your time yeah. and practice on people who will genuinely, lovingly embrace your presence and probably not remember a damn thing you say two days afterwards. You don't have to worry about if you screw up and all you're doing is practicing reading anyways. Go work with the elderly. It's a great way to get in practice just talking. Wow. Well, Tyler, this was awesome. I love your energy. I appreciate you so much. If folks are listening in and they want to grab your book or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, here's what I want them to do before they even try to track me down, Kelly. I want them to hit pause on whatever device they're listening to this on right now. Mm -hmm. It takes two seconds. You hit pause. And I want you to go to whatever service you're listening to the Boost podcast on. And I want you to give it a five-star review. Because I don't think you know what the work that goes into this kind of thing, Kelly. I know the work that goes into it. And I have the easy job. I just have to show up and be pretty and entertaining and then walk away. And I don't even need to be pretty because you're not even going to give the video. It's just audio. So I just need to show up and sound good. And that's the easy part. But you and your team, like Claude, they all have to on the back end, they have to put all of this stuff together. And there's so much work that goes into it. So if people are listening to this right now, and you've gotten value out of either this episode or any of the other episodes that have been released, and you want to do something really good for this show so that you can keep hearing this good information, you give Kelly a five star review and better yet, give it a good comment. And why tell an episode that that really engaged you that got some good out of it. 
And then when you're done with that, and now that you, cause you hit pause, right? You hit pause <laughs> and then you went and gave the five-star review and now you're back and you're listening to me ramble. Welcome now back. Now you go to <laughs> SeanTylerFoley.com and Sean is spelled S-E-A-N-T-Y-L-E-R-F-O-L-E-Y, SeanTylerFoley.com. You tell them Tyler sent you and you click on the very first thing that pops up. It's a big thing that says the method and it is an 11 page booklet five insider secrets on how to be a more powerful presentation and public speaker. And uh, that's a, that's my free gift to anyone who goes to the website and checks it out, Kelly, but I'm only going to give it to them. If they give you a five-star review, no five-star <laughs> review, no Tyler period. Wow. Tyler, you have to tell me what your cash app is, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, it was my joy and my pleasure, Kelly. Honestly, any way that I can be of service to you or your audience, you let me know and I will be here anytime. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. 